Have X. He uses it for his uh for his, his head. shiny bald head too as well. And he's like, oh yes, the tears of billions of dollars being spent <laughs> annually. I massage it into my scalp to give me my Lex Luthor powers. I am Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Kneel before no no you can still beat me up oh god this sucks <laughs> but yeah, get on like, your knees before the bees yeah these are the bees knees <laughs> look at them stare see? upon them the bees knees yeah. see how pointy they are sounds like uh, an e-man villain right yeah bee knees I need you to attack He-Man. <laughs> Summon With... Bee's knees. I am here. I am <laughs> Bee's knees. <laughs> I will stop He-Man with crippling debt. <laughs> oh, I like. I really like the uh, character we we have formed here again. Hollywood. Come get it. Come get some of this genius. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop side. Check, check, check it out. Check, check, check it out. Welcome to Pop Saga. Alright, that's all I got. <laughs> Today we will be talking about the 1993 sitcom Living Single, created by Yvette Lee Browser, starring Q-U-E-E-N. L A T I F. That was my take on Unity. There you mm-hmm. go. Kim Coles, Kim Fields, Erica Alexander, John Hinton, and Terrence T C Carson. I put the T C in quotes. So I hope everyone else does too. The shows follow single friends and roommates living in 1990s Brooklyn, New York. My name is John, the lovable if not flawed building handyman, and I am joined by Forrest, the owner of Savor Magazine, the number one <laughs> magazine for all things about soda. It's an odd 20s kind of world, and I'm glad I got my forest. How you doing? Well, that was terrific. I'm doing great. Thank you uh, so much for that incredible intro. And I am excited to talk about Living Single. It, and me too. Who, who knew that we would have common ground here? I think I was around 12 years old when it originally premiered and um that was like a nexus for me because that was not only when my fam- family finally got cable oh, but yeah. also you know you're you're turning 13 and uh you know you're seeing the world differently with a <laughs> more thirstily i guess <laughs> as you transition into adulthood and, um, uh, you know, a, a show about adult situations like Living Single was uh, a fun thing to watch. But certainly, you know, I, I grew up in a, a town that you would assume that I would be watching. What was a show that <laughs> what was a show that was on at the same time that is just like 
targeted towards white people because oh wouldn't it be like any uh, other show <laughs> yeah pretty much you flip flip the <laughs> dial you'll find it you'll be like oh all right but like not only that i was removed from the concept of what it was like to live in a city so like every show that had uh anything to do with living in the city i was always just like fascinated by because as far as i knew that was exactly what it was like yeah very to be honest very close to how i lived i used to live in a brownstone um that was incredibly way too large that there'd be no way that i'd actually be able to afford uh but yeah 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 yeah. just like real city living then you, had, you would have like yeah, then, <laughs> you would have neighbors that would just pop over constantly, all the time. That's awesome. All the time, yeah. So like shows for you, you'd probably be normally watching was Boy Meets World, The Nanny, uh, yeah. Lois and Clark. You know, The X Files was all we're out in about ninety three. So yeah, I was watching X Files. A little Lois and Clark, but I was like, oh, Superman about romance and relationships? No thanks. Um, but I watched a ton of Martin and uh, and Living Single when it came on, um, uh, you know, during the evening block. Oh, yeah. No, those shows were my jam. If it was a situational comedy, I was probably watching it. And so I was like, Martin, yeah, you know, I'd be like, Martin, he's the man. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And, you know, until the last season when all that shit came out. But whatever, anyway, you know, Martin. <laughs> and then Living Single, Living Single. Oh my God, I love this show so much from like the theme song onward. So it was just one of those, yeah. It was appointment television. I would sit and make sure I caught my episodes of Living Single. It wasn't one that I would miss. Yeah, and I'm trying to think about it, and it's maybe almost like you and I were watching it in spirit together, because I'm almost positive nobody joined me for the Martin Living Single block in my household. <laughs> They're like, what's this like for? Oh, no, no, no. Let's leave him alone. <laughs> He needs his alone time with uh, with uh, all his friends from uh, Living Single. Yeah, he's trying to live that city life in there. See him? It's all cosmopolitan <laughs> right now. <laughs> Where did he get that pipe and smoking jacket? <laughs> oh, yes, Living Single. <laughs> what, what are my friends up to today? Sinclair, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, Sinclair, <laughs> your naivete is just such a breath of fresh air. I, I hope you and Opie get together one day. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I can't tell you how badly I shipped Sinclair and uh, Overton. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, when are they going to get together they have such good chemistry great well i mean you know birds of a feather flock together and those are two wonky birds so i I definitely like i definitely uh related to those two the most i don't see myself as like a sort of uh 
um, fluff-headed, silly person, but uh, I think I, I think deep down I must be because those that were the those were the two character uh, characters I was immediately drawn to. Yeah, I wonder who who am I? Who do you think I am in living single? I know who I'd want to be, but I don't know if I'm there. Um, that's a great question. I would say Max, maybe. Maybe yeah. you're a a bit of a Max. I mean, I love Max. The, the ha! Every time she does that shit. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I want to just meet her and ask her if she'll do that for me one time. I want to meet her and, and and have her give me the eye. You know how all oh, those eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of her eyes like bugs out when she is like, uh, like a little bit like on edge. Uh, yeah. in a way, like she did it in one take in this this first episode, I believe, that where the crazy eye was the one that was away from the camera, and like you could just see like part of it, and then for whatever reason that made it even crazier looking. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I I do need the ha- I, I I need the ha in my life. I almost tried to track down that sound clip, so I had it. So I could just play it every once in a while. You know, every time you say something <laughs> wrong, I could just ha. You know, I could ha you. I'm gonna yeah. find it. That's gonna that's that's coming in the board. That's coming to the board, people. That's awesome. I'm into it. Good, good, good. So today we're talking about. Uh, well, I guess we're going to talk about mostly, you know, just our experiences with the show, but we're talking specifically about episode 101. Uh, judging by the cover. Yeah, the uh, pretty much the you know your pilot. You know, mm-hmm. talk about it. A very and, effective uh, pilot too. Yeah, I didn't want to let the cow out of the bag, but this is a strong pilot. You know, a lot of shows come out the gate; they kind of weak. This one, solid. The, the jokes were on fire. Everyone was on their A game. Uh, oh, Queen totally. Yeah. Was, uh, amazing i love queen latifah i make no uh i don't hide that fact one day i hope i could be a khadija one day yeah we should all be uh we should all be uh striving to be a khadija because uh she runs what seems to be an incredibly popular magazine yeah i mean people coming by giving you checks for ads yeah you popular yeah. Just yeah. walking in the door, being like, uh, here's a check, run an ad, bye. <laughs> Later, okay, thanks for the money. We ain't running that ad. You good. <laughs> <laughs> is it just going to be text? What do you want the ad to say? Okay, bye, I guess. You know this is a magazine and not the want ads, right? <laughs> this isn't a penny saver. <laughs> this ain't the Guardian. She does, I mean... That woman comes by and drops off that money and does not drop off any other, like, supplementary material. It's just well, like... Well, no, she's like, here's the ad, but it it didn't look like nothing was on there. Like, she just gave her an ad, gave Sinclair an ad from another ad from, <laughs> like, an earlier issue of Flavor, you know what I mean? Like, like, yep. like, oh, oh, you also run a steak restaurant called... Sizzlers, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the the premise of the show is Queen Latifah plays Khadija, and she has two roommates, Sinclair and Regine. 
and uh and had they have a a longtime friend max uh who just kind of comes over all the time and then they live in a brownstone in new york and the handyman for said brownstone is overton and um there is somebody else who who uh rents uh or or owns a um uh another brownstone in the same uh complex or whatever you call it um and the hit do he and overton live together and that's um uh his character's name is escaping me at the moment but kyle uh, barker kyle yes kyle barker yes Yes, 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 yes yeah voiced by tc carson or yes if you're a old school fan or newer school fan the old voice of kratos for like all of the gods of war except the recent one yeah yeah and he is also the voice of mace windu if you watch clone wars well there you go yeah an accomplished voice actor um But at this time, uh, a a visual in the in front of the camera actor. Yeah, you know, like uh, I always liked his look. I, I wish. Yeah, he- I, I, <laughs> I I mean, I even just saw him recently. I said, "Man, I wish I could age that gracefully." Because right now, wheels are coming off the car. <laughs> can, can Can I tell you what happened to me just yesterday? Please do. All right. So my back is killing me. And I threw out my back because um, I threw a, a a sock that fell on the floor back in a drawer. <laughs> Damn sock! Oh, it and got it, its it, revenge. Yeah, it wasn't even the sock I was going to wear. It just fell out because I was looking for you know like no, I I had a pair of socks in mine and I was looking uh-huh. for, them. and then like. <laughs> This one sock just kind of fell out, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll pick it up and throw it in. And I did that, and my back just was like, oh, <laughs> got you. <laughs> I proceeded to comically uh, crawl around in pain until <laughs> I had oh, to no. do. I, there are so many things behind the scenes, like the try to get me up and going so I could go to Monterey that day. <laughs> <laughs> it was like bio freezes on my back. Oh, I got no. massage. I pumped pills, you know. And I was like, "Well, we're going for a, we're going to a beer garden, so I'm gonna hope that beer <laughs> helps with the pain." Uh, <laughs> now I'm just walking around like old man. Like oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> butt out, chest forward, doing that, and um, not nearly as graceful as uh, Mr. TC Carson, Kyle Barker himself. Yeah. Ha! Well, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ha ha! <laughs> but yeah, TC Carson. Uh, I mean, his character was always so posh, and he always talked with a bit of a haughty accent. Um, and he was the one. It, as a kid, I was like, "Oh man, I wish you could be that guy," but I'm, I'm more of an Overton. <laughs> I'm honest <laughs> with myself. Keeping hammers in your. Uh... In your tool belt, being handed down I mean, to you. Yeah, I mean, I did, I did swing a hammer for at least one summer. So, uh, yeah, more of an Overton uh, than I am a, uh, a Kyle. Is that his name, Kyle? Yes, yeah. his name's Kyle. His Everyone name else has Kyle. cool names. His name's Kyle. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you could be a regime, but I don't think you uh, you you roll like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have like a taste for finer things. I think as anyone who that has heard my opinions on anything that knows true. that, yeah, I don't have a, re- a regime uh, taste for the finer things. But I think I I, I aspire to be a Khadija. Um, but I, I think I'm, I'm closer to Sinclair when you, uh, uh, when you take stock of everything. All right. You know, Hey, no shame in it being a Sinclair. I'm going to take being a max and, you know, we'll, we'll keep marching along one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think being a max is, uh, is pretty cool. Like she is a, uh, a very, um, admirable lawyer. It seems like it, I, Yes, Spoiler yeah. alert! I so I watched the first episode. Okay, so I got all mixed up. I went on Hulu on the computer and I saw it defaulted to to season five, the final season. And the first episode of season five is a two parter. So I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see what season it was. So I just thought that the first two episodes were a two parter. So I went and I watched it on my phone. And I opened up the first season and the first episode, but I was still equating the first season with the fifth. So I thought for sure it was a two-parter. So I ended up watching the first two episodes, and I was like, "These don't; these aren't related at all." What did they used to call a two-parter in the nineties? I don't get it. <laughs> but. I uh, I was having so much fun that like I figured out halfway through, but I was like, I'm gonna finish it. This is good. I'm gonna watch <laughs> like, it watching. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but in that one, uh, she, you know, Max uh, meets another lawyer who saw her argue, and uh, he is very impressed with her uh, acumen. So, you know, I think uh, I say you're a Max because um, I love you're to very argue. you're an organized, uh, career driven fella. With um, and you have uh, a great sense of humor um, mm, that is true, uh, with true. lots of biting observations. So I think that's uh, that's what I equate with Max, and uh, that's why I think there's where the similarities lie. I think. All right, I'll take it. I'll yeah, take Max it. was one of my favorite characters uh, in the show as a kid too. I mean, I liked them all because I was coming off of uh, Golden Girls, and I was like. Holy holy shit, this is like young golden girls in the city. I mean Exactly. Exactly. You had all your archetypes that were in Golden Girls, but like, yeah. Citified. You know, like Regine was Blanche. Khadija was Dorothy. Um, you know, Sinclair was Rose. For sure. Yeah. Max was Sophia. Yeah. See? Yeah, the acerbic wit, the uh, the the perfectly timed uh, zingers. Yeah, you know, you, you are you are you are correct, sir. <laughs> I I've always strived to be a Sophia slash Max, and I'm glad that I'm finally there. Unfortunately, yeah. my back is also as old as probably still getting. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the youngest one. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh yeah just a, t- a terrific show and i don't feel like it's the the kind of love it deserves it it um it ran it was very successful on fox but in terms of the overall network uh share that it that it took at the time it had it struggled to to break the the top 10 um which is a which is just like a shame because it was just it's like incredibly fun to watch and the episodes just go by like nothing yeah real fast you know i mean it's weird watching it you know on streaming now because you know commercials so this 30 minute tv show is literally like 21 maybe 22 minutes long yeah but you know real clippy they have their a plot they got the b plot you know something kind of going and boom 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 really fast this one it you know the other thing is this one to me is like the precursor to friends because friends comes a year later and it's almost like kind of the same setup yeah yeah i mean they're exactly yeah right there are the three women and then the the two uh male roommates who live across the hall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they both have ridiculously unrealistic apartment situations <laughs> yeah it's like when you hear all their jobs you're like like i can see max living where she is she's a lawyer khadijah needs roommates that makes sense. And she you know, she, owns a mag, or she runs a magazine. Does she, no, own? she owns it? Yeah, she owns yeah. it. It's her magazine, you, but you know, it's. A, you it's think a, she it's... wouldn't need roommates if she is is booking Maya Angelou for her cover story? Nah, back in the day, man, you could run a magazine for maybe like 20, 20 bucks. A, <laughs> Did a I month. mention I come from a a sheltered existence in a small town? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh boy, if you are, if you are a magazine, you must be like eating sherbet and changing clothes on your yacht. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you how city living was back in the <laughs> '90s. Floors, everyone had a magazine. I even had a magazine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do, I uh, I mean, I heard of zines. Are you talking about zines? The thing you would, the things you would uh, print out at the uh, copy machine. No, no, we had like the, you know, the little folio, repeato, diplo machine, <laughs> diplomatic yeah, machine. Right. Yeah, we just run the drum and print ours out. But yeah, everyone had a magazine. It was just, just thing you did in the city, you know. Yeah. So yeah. how was your, uh, how was your Maya Angelou cover story? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, that was the other thing. Maya Angelou did everyone's magazine. Yeah, that was the easy get. Mm mm. I don't gotta worry about that. So uh, <laughs> yeah. she was really anybody who asked. You know, you'd be like, "Hey, my Angelou, I need you to do the cover for my uh, my magazine. It's a uh, it's about um, comics, toys, and um, you know, uh, Hostess Donuts. Are you in?" And she's like, "I love Hostess, so of course I'll do it, John." <laughs> First name basis. Then. Oh man, I uh, it's sad that I when I think of Maya Angelou, I think of David Allen Greer doing his amazing Maya Angelou impression. That's how uncultured I am. We'll get you there one day. See, that's why I'm we're like, doing this. Dag show. did it. Oh man, Dag. Oh boy, what a funny guy. 
loved you in Meteor Man. <laughs> he wasn't in that movie. Do you get? That's the joke. Anyway. I didn't say shit. I didn't say <laughs> <watching yourself. laughs> right, okay, no, but going. he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't Blank Man. He wasn't a superhero movie as the sidekick. <laughs> oh, is this is this a solo podcast? <laughs> it is now. You talked. You you broke the rule. We said we'd never talk about Blank Man, and then you you brought it up. <laughs> See, now this, I feel like this is a trap, because I didn't know that we weren't supposed to talk about Blank Man. Everyone knows you don't talk about Blank Man. At no point do <laughs> you talk about Blank Man. Blank Man is like the Fight Club of movies. You just don't talk about it. <laughs> like, at some point, this movie was made, and then you just don't talk about it. That's it? Yeah. Like, you know, saying the, if you're in a restaurant, and you said Blank Man in any form... It'd be like you farted. Like everyone mm-hmm. would get quiet. People would stop eating their dinner. And they'd look at you, real creepy. Like, be like, oh, he just, he mentioned the blank man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! No. They let him into the building. Yeah, yeah. He's eating with a knife and fork. <laughs> he's he's blank man. <laughs> well, someone better get him out of here. Yeah, he said yeah. he liked blank man. Yeah, he he enjoyed it. I bet you liked Meteor Man too. <laughs> just for the record meteor man also came out in 1993 and uh that was written directed and starring uh robert townsend yeah uh, oh, i i i mean i've heard of such things but i've never seen it i have also never seen uh meteor man and oh, wait are you it being has like- james earl jones in it it also has a uh, Bill Cosby in it, so be careful what you wish for. Well, I mean, I used I used to be a big fan of uh, uh, Leonard yeah. Part Six, so oh, <laughs> are we no. not? Oh, we not? oh, you don't mention that one either, dude. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> oh no, I've really stepped in it now. We're gonna lose all our Instagram followers, man. Oh no! Later, part six. God damn these guys! Blank well, man, meteor man, later part six, all in the same sentence. I mean, is it then even more ironic that uh, um, Bill Cosby is also uh, referenced in in this uh, episode? This episode, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. You're just like. But you can tell he's he is like too litigious uh, because they don't mention him by name. They're like, she just says, "Oh, I should have told him I liked pudding." (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that would have got him on your magazine cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna make a joke and then let's just yeah, you can't do it. You just gotta move on. Let's move on. Soldier, boy, let's steer away from this. Yeah, troublesome right. island. I mean, you you just yeah, I mean, damn, just a hand grenade. Uh, well, I mean, holy moly, Don Cheadle is in Meteor Man. Stop looking up Meteor Man. What's wrong with you? Sinbad is in Meteor Man. Everyone was in Meteor Man. 
There is not a black actor you could not mention who was not in Meteor Man. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> was in Meteor Man. This was supposed to be the biggest goddamn superhero movie for us ever. And then was they it came really? Out. Yes. Yes. This is like this was this was it. This was like okay, they had Superman, they had, you know, like Batman, they had all this, but now here's Meteor Man. So all the and star that, power, everyone and that was suit, popular. That was, <laughs> I mean, shit. But it was supposed to be a comedy, right? Yeah, comedy, but a little bit of action in it, had a little bit of this. It was supposed to be good, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't say. It. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> let's get off this subject. Of so, Khadijah, let's talk about U N I T Y. That spells Khadijah. Yeah, I can't spell. Well, um, I can spell it first. I had to actually take a look. I was like, "How do you spell?" Oh, that's. I guess that's a way to spell it. Yeah, I can tell you that I spelled it incorrectly in my notes um, after looking it up afterwards, but. Um, yeah, man, they do such an efficient job in this episode of introducing all the characters, establishing mm-hmm. their personalities, and then, um, establishing their dynamic. And it's such a, just like a, such a, a crazily, I know I already said it was an efficient, uh, not, I already said it was an, uh, efficient, but. I was surprised how invested I was, uh, reinvested, I should say, after watching this after just 20 minutes. Yeah, like I said earlier, it's such a tight, like, pilot, like, premiere episode. Normally, like, it takes a little bit to get the head of steam, or you're not seeing everyone's full capabilities and stuff like that. But this one, everyone was, like, on fire. You know, but to be fair, that's, like, event. Lee Bowser's like, you know, her skill set. She did, uh, you know, uh, a different world as well. And that was kind of like almost like her test bed for this type of show with like real tight writing, you know, featuring exceptional, you know, people. And it, it, I, 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 it, 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 it's like a culmination of all that. I, I was trying to think of words. That's the hey, perfect response. It, it's uh, so uh, good. Uh, she also, you know, uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. There you go. Yep. I couldn't remember the other one, you know, but she's great. She's great. At, she's great at like running this and, you know, having such like talent. Like Kim Coles is a, was hilarious, is a hilarious comedian, but like she played that role to a T. Kim Fields is been acting since she was like what six or something like that you know she mm-hmm. was tootie from you know facts of life and she's of the course. only thing in from facts of life that like survived the first season because <laughs> like the first season they had all these people and then they all went away and then second season was just tootie and you're like well all right they kept the best one <laughs> yep and i mean like yeah just so true just such a pedigree. And I mean, like, it starts off on fire already at the great theme song. Then, you know, like, boom into the jokes. 
And then, yeah, we meet like, I mean, we meet three of them within the span of like a minute and a half. Yeah. It establishes that, um, that, uh, there is a magazine that is like the central job for at least two of the characters. And uh, it establishes the dynamic between the three roommates, like right off the bat. Yeah, we learned that uh, Sinclair is Khadijah's cousin. And, you know, she's not all there. She's a little, you know, (laughs) little up in the clouds. She starts the episode by messing up this aforementioned uh, uh, cover story, which is sort of the, I guess... That would be the B story of this episode. Yep. Yeah. Trying with the Khadijah trying to find a replacement for the the Maya Angelou cover story because Sinclair forgot to send her the questions, basically. Yep. And then uh, what, uh, Regine shows up, saying that she arrived in a stretch limo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> Yeah, she It'll says. Go with your stretch marks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll go Sorry. good with your stretch, stretch marks. marks. Yeah. And then she says, um, uh, "They were supposed to go out to lunch, but they never made it there because uh, they never left the limo." And uh, speaking of her date, she said he ate caviar from my cleavage and drank champagne from my shoe and uh Khadija comes back with uh with his feet as big as yours <laughs> he must have got uh really drunk <laughs> i mean i ain't never no never mind i have to take that back there was one time i drank out of a shoe it was my own and i did it to prove a point that <laughs> what was the point i could do gross stuff too look at this yeah, kind of, I guess. Hmm. It was one of those, like, you won't. And it's like, fuck you, it's my shoe. I know where my feet have been. I don't know where you've been. And that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, there's the difference. But I did, it was like, both of those things, to me, are, like, kind of gross, right? Fit Caviar is fine, but... Uh, eating it off of someone's... I guess that would be fine. But then, like, drinking... Like, how long has that shoe been on? Is this, like, an all-day shoe? And then you put champagne in there and you drink out of it? You just... Bleh. Like... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. the the bouquet of that would be so foul. Yeah, no. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter whose foot's in that damn thing. That's going to yeah. be nasty. Yeah. And nah, I, nah. Not doing just, it. Yeah, no, I mean, this isn't for us, but obviously there are people out there who this would be uh, a very uh, big turn on. But um, uh, here's a question I have for you. Are dented butts cool? <laughs> See, this is how I know we watch this show spiritually. Because <laughs> I literally wrote butt dimples. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about his... <laughs> Because, because uh, Regine talks about his butt because he's like a butt so dented with purpose or something to that effect. She makes a metaphor about his butt and, and the dents in the side as being just like the hottest thing ever. And I was like, oh, okay. I was not aware 
<laughs> the butt dents or what everyone was looking for. Yeah, I don't know what butt dents are, and that's probably uh, showing my ignorance here. Yeah, um, that's for me. That's showing my level of physical fitness. I don't know what a butt dent is. I have a bunch of butt dimples. That count? <laughs> are she talking about his hot cellulite? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, you see this dude, and uh, he fit. So um, yeah, he looks like Mario Van Peebles. Kind of. This a good-looking dude. Good-looking dude. And here I am going like, I guess he has butt dimples. Um, I sure. got butt pimples. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> He's got... Well, he has that, at the time, the, the early 90s ideal male booty, which I think is just like a perfect square or a perfect cube with dimples on the side. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I mean... Hard and angular, like a yeah. butt should be. Yeah, he could sit, he could fill a box perfectly, wall to wall. <laughs> his children is his asses. Like a He's hexagon. got one of those Office Depot butts. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't need any peanuts to ship that thing. Yeah, that, you're not cracking that one. The only, uh, the only crack in it is the one that God put there. <laughs> if you use these funny jokes out in the world, we only ask that you credit us uh, properly. Um, just like, say, TM Pop Saga at the end, when you make these great butt references. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, glad we were able to make the world a better place. Talk yep. But... Dimples. This this episode also gets a uh, a nice dig in at uh, Eddie Murphy's musical albums. <laughs> yeah, well, you can drop more boyfriends than Eddie Murphy drops albums. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, party all the time is an alright song. Yeah, that's what I wrote. I was like, what? You, what? You don't like party all the time? I mean, he's telling you what he's gonna do. <laughs> I mean, he just wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. Oh, now I get it. Oh. Now, when you sang it, now I understand why. Oh, now I hate it. I used to love that song, but I used to love it. Hearing you say it in that weird monotone, now I hate it so much. Yeah, really, it's a it's a garbage song. Um. So yeah, we go from there back to the homestead, um, where we get introduced to Kyle and Overton. And yes, yes, yes. Because we already met Sinclair. We meet Max later. Um, but it's clear from this moment that uh, Sinclair has a a thing for Overton. Um, And uh, I can't tell you how much that disappointed me as a child because I was had a huge crush on on uh, Sinclair. And so at first, at least I was like, stay away from her. (laughs) She's a beautiful flower. 
And then, but eventually, <laughs> you know, eventually, I uh, I just wanted what was best for her. Obviously, obviously. Yeah, I, I like that character growth. I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> Glad you could let these two fictional characters get together. You were yep. gonna get in their way. Oh, yeah. Dear Overton, you better take care of Sinclair, or you feel the wrath of Forrest. <laughs> Dearest Overton, <laughs> I, if you break her heart, I will be there to pick up the pieces. Signed, forever yours, Forrest. <laughs> Like, we should have really never given him that pin set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted a pin set, but it has he, a feather top. Yeah, I know. He demanded a quill, a quill, quill and inkwell, and, ink ink well. well. <laughs> and a, a a single like a candle and uh, like a rickety old wooden desk. Yeah. Did you? And he also wanted this uh, this wax and a seal. And it's, it's just a picture of him and Sinclair from Living Single. Like, really crudely drawn. The Sinclair, immaculate. But him, eh, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. The whole thing is very unsettling. Yeah. We went to the store for lilacs. Lilacs. <laughs> Why? So he could send his paper. <laughs> weird. Dearest Khadijah. You must give Sinclair more respect. You do not see her free spirit as it flows through the ether. Signed for us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, my back hurts. Um, but I love the, uh, first of all, Overton and Kyle's, uh, chemistry is, is just like, uh, incredible off the bat and, um, them using a combination of dueling plumbing metaphors and basketball metaphors for sex, uh, was hilarious. (laughs) You know, Overton is sort of, uh. He's he's a bit of it, uh, like an an innocent uh, sort of fluff headed fellow, and Kyle is sort of a uh, uh, a smooth rakish uh, fellow. Yeah, I'm sure he thinks he's like a cat, you know, like if he's thinking about himself how smooth he is. He'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like he's like I'm a panther, or you know. Uh, a tiger or something. He's more like a lynx, you know? Cat-like, but, you know. <laughs> but no one thinks about him. No one thinks about him in those terms. It's like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not a Lamborghini. Like he's a, like a... He's like a... Uh, he's like a Nissan with a body kit made to look like an over uh, Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a light kit. All of it. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's like, oh, man. That's cool, I guess. Car sure. lights up. Can't even see it when you're inside it. That's cool. <laughs> cool, man. You yeah. <laughs> cool. You got neons, huh? Uh, yeah. Make you go Crown faster. Kit. Crown effects. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So I'm just gonna go this way. Uh, 
But uh, this is when we get introduced to Max, uh, who comes ha! bursting in with, ah! <laughs> she did a, she talks about her amazing uh, case victory she had, and basically, um, she was able to. She was a, she's a divorce lawyer, I assume, uh, or at least she's a lawyer that takes on divorce cases, and uh, she was able to get everything basically for her client and left. Uh, the uh, do do nothing, good for nothing uh, husband with nothing. Rightfully so. The minute we heard they had a Winnebago, we knew they weren't black, so it was all good. <laughs> Yuck! What is it? Kyle's like, I feel sorry for her brother, and uh, she's like, uh, they had a Winnebago, so you know they were black. Yeah. That sure is how I ain't camping. I'm definitely driving with a big. That part <laughs> is funny as hell. Uh, they they sure have us uh, down pat, white people with half Winnebagos. Yeah, I mean, you know, disposable income. Don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never. Let's see. No, that's not true. I've I think I've seen the inside of a Winnebago once, but uh, never never in a capacity in which I was uh, going to use it for anything. I've been inside one motorhome, and that was like I think somebody's meth house. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> was it, it? Did you wander onto the set of Breaking Bad? Uh, I did, but it wasn't a set. It was based just, on a true story. Yeah, no, it was, that John saw once. Yeah, no, there's some dude named Cowboy, which you should know automatically is a bad thing. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was like, "This is where I stay." And I poked my head, and I was like, "Oh, you make meth in here, or you at least use meth in here." But one way or the other, meth has been around this. Either way, it this, smells like meth in here, and I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "It's been around this domicile." I bid you good day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when, so Brad eventually, and Brad is the, uh, the paramour to, um, regime that she had talked about before with, uh, eating caviar off of her collegial edge. Um, and, uh, he eventually comes over, and immediately every woman in that place is thirsty for Brad. I mean, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. they're like quizzing him, like where he went to school. He went to Le Cordon Bleu in France, which I think is just a type of course. I don't know if there's if there's actually a school over there. Um, again, not cultured, so if there is uh cool um but he has opened up a new restaurant and this restaurant is the same name as the one that exists on the pirates of the caribbean ride in disneyland Uh, yeah the blue bayou yep the blue Blue Bayou. bayou so that was did did this this show was on Fox, not ABC. So I was like, is this a weird Disneyland reference? No, it's not. It was no, just a coincidence. It, nah, I mean, the, it fits with a supper club. It feels like that would fit. You know, that Absolutely. Type of environment and all that stuff. Yeah, the Blue Bayou. 
Sounds good. They probably didn't, even when they named it, probably didn't even realize it was a ride at a Disneyland at all. Or it was a restaurant at Disneyland right next to a ride. Excuse me. Yep. I've it's only a ride. Been to Disneyland one time. <laughs> it's a ride after you're done. Yeah, where you sit down and eat, right? Yep. You're like, <laughs> whoa! whoa. Like, this food, I'm paying so much for this exp- this mediocre food. Yeah, I can't wait to sit down and ride this plate and eat this food. Yeah, it's a ride for your taste buds all the way to disappointment town. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, that was fun. Um, as someone who has been to the Blue Bayou restaurant, I immediately was like, "Is he talking about Disneyland?" No, he's he is not forced. Calm down. Dearest Brad, you got my <laughs> hopes up when you named your restaurant the Blue Bayou. How dare you take the name of a fine establishment in Disneyland? I implore you to change it post haste so others will not be confused like I was. Dearest Forrest. <laughs> Oh, such I'm so prolific in my letter writing. That's what everyone knows about me. But um you do like a letter. <laughs> yep, I do like a handwritten missive. Um See? Yeah. Way of saying letter. I didn't know it. But everyone is pretty impressed with uh Regine's new uh, guy, I, you know, even Kadisha is uh, f- flirting with him pretty hardcore. Um, and uh, it is not until the next day when a mystery woman comes into the offices of Flavia and uh, drops off a check and an ad for uh, this very same restaurant. It's it's very coincidential that this. Uh, do you think it's it's this is like a neighborhood magazine? I mean, obviously it's a New York focus magazine because why would you have an ad for a local restaurant in anything else? But um, it is funny that they of all the places they could have gone, um, Brad's wife dun 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 shows up with a. Uh, the check and an ad for the blue bayou. Yeah. Like uh, Sinclair, like, Oh, I know Brad. And she's like, Oh, how do you know my husband? And I was like, Oh, oh. come <laughs> this on. Great. Brad. Come on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now we know that, uh, you know, even though, uh, Regine has been sort of a heel this episode. Everyone's kind of been dunking on her. You feel bad because uh, because uh, Brad is uh, stepping out on his wife, and obviously Regine does not know. Nope. Uh, I do. I did enjoy how Sinclair had to do a bunch of verbal gymnastics to get away from that to then tell Khadijah, you know, off screen because we we cut back to their house right afterwards where they're all kind of talking about Brad and the news that he's been, uh, you know, he's got, he's married and they're yeah. just like, how are we going to break this news to Regine? And I just yeah. like the fact they're like, uh, we'll just let her find out. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to do it. Oh my God. It's so good because eventually they just, they decide that, you know, one of them is going to tell 
uh, regime. And then when she comes in, like she's saying all this stuff, and they can hardly contain themselves. And then eventually Sinclair just lets it out. Like she can't, she can't help it. Brad is married. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, dude, she's just talking about. Yeah, now she's just talking about love and shit, man. It felt bad for her too. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna have to tell her. You have to tell her. Oh good. Yeah, because there. she feels like this is the one. Like this is, and of course, it is set up pretty early on that she, like her, the things that are important to her are are largely material. So, like this kind of guy is perfect for her. And when they find that out, of course, they want to tell her, even though it's it is going to be awkward. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what to do in that situation, except, you know, just tell the truth, and then, you know, I like the, I also enjoyed Max, like, or as my note said, Max, Maxine Holmes, as she's like, does he do this? Does he pay with cash? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever you call, yeah. does he say, you know, he says, don't call my house? He's like, well, his, his father's hearing aid, and <laughs> yep. like, the, you know, come up with a bunch of excuses, so... You know, eventually Regine does come to the conclusion that, okay, yeah, he is cheating on me, but, or not cheating on me, but he is married and I'm cheating on, <laughs> you know, or I don't even yeah. know how that one works. Yeah. Uh, she didn't know, but, uh, uh what is Brad shows up at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad shows up and there's that great scene where she goes out to meet him and uh, the rest of the girls immediately like press their ears against the door because they know some juicy business is about to go down. And then this part is so funny because they have, uh, they have Khadija sort of like calling exactly what he's going to say. And it'll go from her to saying, predicting what he'll say to him saying that exact thing. Oh yeah. I was, I was going to tell you, baby. Yeah. And then he says it that exact same way. (laughs) And then, that sets up like the punchline of this joke is so good. I laughed out loud when they are like, Oh, and now she's going to tell him to get out of here. And she leaves with him instead. And so they come out of the room being like, you, you did it. Way to go. (laughs) She's gone. (laughs) Like, I think Max comes out first and she's like doing a little dance of celebration. And Oh my God, it was so funny. Oh yeah, no, that was that was a, that that landed real well. Uh, yeah. Then I guess what we do it probably like the next day or day after because uh, we we that 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 was a cut to commercial. Technically, would have been a cut yeah. to commercial, and, and we then, so we cut to the next night, and uh, yeah. everyone's hanging out. Um, in this uh, awesome brownstone, and that Overton's over, and Kyle's over there, and um, uh, we we find out that uh, um, Regine is is dressed to the nines, and uh, she's gonna go out with um with Brad again, and that causes some conflict with uh, Kadisha. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like at this point. You know you're playing around with a married man. He's, you know, obviously fed her a bunch of lies and shit like that. And it was just like, um, what? What did Khadija end up saying? She's like, 
Yeah, what she could be like, you could be on the cover of Flavor, Fool of the Year cover. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. That's kind of a, some interesting foreshadowing, too, considering what happens later. Oh, yes, indeed. And then also, like, remember, Khadija don't need you. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Regine leaves. And I like this, but then has to come back. Because yeah, said he she, she's, he's picking her up yeah she has she has to literally slink back in the house after saying she was gone um and then like everyone i guess falls falls asleep in the living room waiting for brad to come over um because it's like seems like much later because everyone's kind of uh waking up from being asleep yeah well i mean shit the room's all dark and regine's just eating chocolate you know, obviously he has not showed up. She's still wearing the same dress from earlier. And then, um, you know, that's when you get the, um, you know, like, it, this This seems to be, like, not the first time it hasn't happened to her in some capacity. So when she's asking, like, why does this keep happening? I do enjoy Max's line. This would be something I would say. It's because you want someone to carry you. And then when... The, the 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 setup to that punchline is when Regina's is like, "What's wrong with that?" Khadija says, "Cause they keep dropping your ass." <laughs> it's so, so good. Yeah. The humor is so like, I don't know if it's been just a long time since I've watched a sitcom, but um, man, that is just like it's honed to a razor's edge. It's so it it's so funny. And after watching like I've tried to watch like the Big Bang Theory and I just like none of the jokes land and nothing about it is funny. And then I watched this and I was like, "Oh wait, no. Sitcoms used to be funny." Oh yeah, like with actual comedy, not whatever yeah. the Big Bang Theory is. I don't like that show. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to to yuck anyone's yum out there, but yeah, I've listen. I've I've given it the old college try. It seems like it might have been made for someone like me. It's a a TV show and b about nerds. But if anyone has learned anything from this podcast, I'm not the smart kind of nerd, so I can't relate. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) yep, you, you and young Shelton will eventually, uh, will, will eventually meet at high noon in in an old Westy town. But (laughs) until then, um, yeah, they use, like, I think we, we alluded to this, uh, earlier, but they use what happened to Regine to replace the Maya Angelou color cover story. And, uh, it is sold out. Flavor magazine sells out with this, with this story about, uh, a two time in man. When Sinclair's like, Oh, what's it about? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> And uh, they end with a really fun sing-along to uh, My Girl. And, the, and they, of course, they do the bump at the very end, because it's the 90s. And everyone did that. You, you had your own magazine, and you did the bump. Yep. 
<laughs> See, this is what I didn't get to experience as a as a uh, a sheltered kid from the uh, the small town doing the bump and uh, owning your own magazine. Yeah, you couldn't um, go anywhere. Everyone had to like you get on bus bus driver be like, "It gotta do the bump." It? All right, okay, right? All it's right. the nineties. Come yeah. on, did did you read Pay your new, bump toll? Yeah, did you read this new issue of Bus Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> Le bus? Yeah. My, <laughs> my bus magazine? I got so many, dude. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read it tomorrow. Then you end <laughs> it was up a great next... interview with Maya Angelou in here. Yeah, yeah you know, 93. I, I could just picture, like, September. There's, like, 47 magazine covers, all of Maya Angelou on them. Yeah. <laughs> she was doing a real tear of uh, publicity back then. Gotta get the word out about those awesome poems exactly um but uh yeah and it, i think this is sort of contributes to why this episode is so uh well done is the we're introduced to these characters they live together they're obviously close but they have a very contentious relationship throughout this entire thing um you know with they all have many conflicts along the way and then at the end they all come together because at you know what was driving all these conflicts is actually caring for each other and i thought that it was just it was encapsulated so perfectly in that first episode and it was just uh uh it was just a really good episode of tv indeed it definitely brought everyone together and you can see they were all friends when it came down to it. And all their personalities are all kind of like people I knew, too. So it, it, it felt very familiar, and it was great to see, you know, this excellent writing, um, the timing, and just, like, that level of representation on, you know, TV. It was all positive, no negatives, you know, none of that stuff. It was a situational comedy, you know, that, that I definitely appreciated as a, a, a young kid back in the day, but then as I've gotten older, appreciate so much more for so many more reasons. Yeah, there's a lot for me. There's a lot more of the, why this show probably a, appealed to adults that really went over my head as like a 12 year old boy, uh, that, I watch again now and you really have a more a bigger appreciation for or at least a more of an aware appreciation for um in the second episode they reference uh basic instinct uh they basically they they right in the cold open they reference uh they they finish watching watching basic instincts and uh Kadisha's like why would you go into someone's office without uh drawers on and uh why would anyone do that and then it cuts to Max and she's just <laughs> staring straight ahead <laughs> with super wide eyes being like, mm, uh. <laughs> like she totally did that I mean we've all been there <laughs> sure i mean sometimes you just they're just none are clean exactly um, you can't you can only turn them in and out so many times yeah there's nothing sexual about it they were just it's <laughs> yeah. just not a good option yeah um 
<laughs> but uh man uh oh i mean like and again uh we didn't plan to do the first two episodes but one other thing i want to bring up before we uh wrap things up is uh in the second episode uh overton accidentally puts an ad for his handyman business uh in the swingles section of the paper oh and <laughs> he puts his beeper number so throughout the entire episode he's getting uh like uh, pages from uh thirsty housewives who are who want him to go down into the basement and f- fix their radiator if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and uh oh yeah it's just another uh, another banger of an episode let's see just killing it killing it. I, it's funny i watched the the first episode cuz i'd noticed it was streaming on like hulu so if folks listening to this want to watch it, that's where it is. And um, I, I was watching it with my wife, and I, I was like, wow, that was a really, really well-put-together episode. I don't remember it quite like that, you know, how well it was put together. Now that I know it's there, I definitely want to do kind of just a, a, a watch and kind of check out more episodes. And Yeah. Uh, snort that heady drug, as you call it. Of nostalgia and better mm-hmm. times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It uh yeah, I've definitely seen me going back to, to this one. Um I feel like it was just recently added to Hulu. Like it's been out of the the sort of zeitgeist for a really long time, but that theme song has been in my head since nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I mean, you could say it, and I'll, I, I'll, I'll just be like, let me <laughs> single, hear me, hold on. Just so I can hear it. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. In a 90s kind of world, we're glad we have this show. So, what did you think, John? Revisiting it, what did you think of this show? Oh, even better than I remember. Uh, pretty much like you said, as a kid, windows were not a thing that I was aware of. Now, being an older, being a little bit more cultured, you know, I don't have a quill and inkwell, but culture nonetheless it, it the jokes landed even harder it was even funnier just because of having a little bit more context um it's a great show uh their location does change for the people who watch this first episode this is the house for family matters um and then it changes a little later in the season yeah uh it gets much more brownstone-y at, uh... Yeah, at a certain the, point. Yeah, this one like looked a little out of place, but oh no, I I, I loved it. I was I was glad you suggested it, so uh, I was happy to watch it. Yeah, likewise, uh, a great show to go back and visit. Uh, part above both of our personal pop sagas, and um, you know, if you're look looking for something that is just like pure un filtered 90s uh that is funny and at a certain point when i was watching it the the fact that it had a laugh track just sort of faded away 
which is like the exact opposite of when I don't find a sitcom funny. The laugh track seems like this sort of weird offensive insult mm-hmm. that's being thrown at me. <laughs> like, no, I shall not laugh. Dearest. <laughs> Dearest Big Bang Theory. How dare you tell me when to laugh? Signed yours truly. Um, but yeah just a fantastic show i recommend everyone out there uh, check it out if you haven't already it is if you are a a fan at all of 90 sitcoms and you haven't checked this one out do yourself a favor and check it out it has uh it has 2d from the facts of life in it for fudge sake you didn't have to say anything more than that there's queen latifah in it come on man Give give it a watch yeah, how could you be breathing in the '90s and not obsessed with Queen Queen Latifah? Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she she did she did a uh, a crossover with Mister Clean, and uh, yeah, she <laughs> much like the mantle of Captain America. Uh, she became Queen Latifah. Um, you you better wrap this up. <laughs> after well, that, after the, I mean, dude, I'm gonna have to edit around that blank man shit. <laughs> hardcore, so like this, the clean Latifah was the, yeah, yeah, the straw that broke my back. <laughs> <laughs> no way, I, that's great. I mean, come on, the the Marvel uh, mythos nope. of it all. Nope. nope. Okay, fine. Nope. 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 Yeah, I, I respect that. Um, so, uh, yeah, just an in- incredible show. Go out and watch it yourself. It's on Hulu, all five seasons, and uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was canceled before its time. It did not get to end on its own terms, but it's still got five seasons, so plenty of stuff to watch. As we like to say at the end of every episode, if you would like to get involved in the larger discussion around Pop Saga, if you'd like to write us, suggest anything, please look us up on our social media. We're at the Pop Saga pretty much everywhere. And anything else you'd like to know, you can find out by looking at our show notes. And as always, a huge thank you goes out to Burton M6 for our incredible theme song, best and most professional part of the show. And from John and I to all of you, as we like to say, we hope that you are feeling happy. We hope you're feeling healthy. And of course, we'll see you next week. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty live, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.